Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour with your host, Sam Leibowitz. Good morning, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We have quite a wonderful show, insightful show in store for you today. This uh, rather cool Friday morning here in New York City. September 19th, that uh, definitely is beginning to feel like fall out there. I know it's summer seemed so short this year, um, but uh, we have a wonderful show. I'd like to dive right into it, but of course, let us start with our, uh, our reoccurring segment at the beginning, our practical spirituality tips of the week. Do we have Selena on the line? Hi, Sam. How are you? W- wonderful, Selena. How are you? I'm very, very well, and I woke up this morning loving the feeling of fall that you were talking about uh, here in New York City. Yes, it is. It is in the beginning of fall. It's a wonderful feeling. Towards the end of fall, I'm, I'm wishing, <laughs> wishing it was spring already, but, you know, that's me. Understandable. <laughs> yeah. So, what wonderful tips do we have this week? Well, thank you. Last week, we talked about how important it is um, to shift our energy to work with our energy and to set the intention for the day and to look at each event and energetically move it in a direction that we feel will serve our higher good and the higher good of all. Mm-hmm. And today, what I'd love to share with everybody uh, once again is a practice that enables us to utilize our energy field um, at the end of the day. Because in ah. practical spirituality, we don't just talk about our values. We we move them into our daily life. That's the core of practical spirituality. So it's a wonderful practice at the end of the day to take some time, um, maybe when you're already in bed or you're preparing to go to sleep, um, to just literally take a few breaths, to center yourself, to go to quiet, and once you feel that your systems have settled in, to review your day, and you're reviewing this from a from a, an energetic standpoint. So we're not using our thinking mind as much as we're sensing. We're using our brain to review the day. That's the tool we use. Mm-hmm. But as you view each exchange, <clears throat> excuse me, as you view each exchange, each situation, you're looking at you, and you're looking at your behavior, and you're looking at your responses, and you're At any point where you see that you are out of alignment with one of the energies of love, kindness, patience, compassion, tolerance, wisdom, grace, um, you can then and there say cancel that and bless with Tahorahi. And Mm. then visualize the way you would have preferred to respond to that situation. What face of love could you have brought to maybe the impatient moment during the day you had or a somewhat snippy response or judgment that you held. So you're reviewing you. You're not reviewing other people. You're reviewing Uh. situations from a point of self-responsibility. You're canceling any um, exchange or way of being that didn't serve. You're tohorahing, tohorahi, which is a blessing. And then you're visually, in your mind's eye, using your imagination, um, 
seeing your own response differently to a different face of love that you could have uh, employed. And then you're blessing yourself and going off to a lovely sleep because we can change the energy of anything that happened prior. And we can get back to what we call neutral center. Mm -hmm. And neutral center is a place that we always want to be functioning from. Right. So that's what I wanted to share with everyone today. Wonderful. Wonderful. A wonderful practice. I'm I'm a big believer in that we should always start our day with some practice and end our day with some practice. And and I kind of get the idea. It's like when you're going through the day, it's more like... Looking for those th- those points in the day when that feeling pops up, like mm, you know, there's a little little tightness there, a little something. Like, what was that? How did we show up in that situation? And then just shifting the energy around it and blessing it—a beautiful, beautiful practice. Thank you for sharing, Selena. Well, you're very welcome. I, I appreciate the opportunity to be here and share with everybody. And thank you for all you do. You're welcome. You're welcome. And of course, if you want to check out more about practical spirituality, you can go to Selena's website, which is selenamatreya.com. And we are very, very happy that Selena will be doing one of her evenings of grace here at the Double Diamond Wellness Center on October 1st. That's a Wednesday evening. So you can find out all about that on um our website, uh, doublediamondwellness.com, or even on talkingalternative.com. We posted it in the events section. So we're looking forward to that, Selena. I'm looking forward to it as well. It'll be a great evening, Sam. Thank yes, you. It will. Thank you so much. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Friday. Okay, my darling. Have a great week. Bye. Right, you too. Bye bye. Wonderful. I love Selena's little tips. Really helped to get us uh, centered and grounded and, and really learn how to have a more, better energetic control, let's say, of our days. Now it is my extreme pleasure to welcome to the studio Kevin Michael Barbaro, who has spent the last 20, well, has spent 20 years first as a college coach, won five Conference Coach of the Year awards at the NCAA Division I level, and was the only coach in the nation to have his own weekly live radio show. So you know, of course, that makes him near and dear to our hearts here at Talking Alternative. <laughs> Um, after he ended his coaching career, he then pursued his lifelong dream of becoming an actor and a writer. He's now a full-time working actor and writer and has also branched out into production as a co-producer of three feature-length movies, Don't Wait Till Dawn, which is currently filming. Uh, Don't Wait Till Dawn is actually in the uh, post-production. Process. Post-production, yep. wonderful. Bar Chronicles. That's also uh, post-production. Production. And College Fright Night? That's in pre-production. In pre-production. Okay. <laughs> Kevin has also starred in, in the off-Broadway play Parking Space and has been cast as the lead character for the production of Doubt. Uh, since starting his acting career 18, well, 18 months it, ago, really? Uh, that short? Yeah. Yeah, actually. Wow. <laughs> wow. Less than two years ago, Kevin has starred in two feature films that are both set for release in early 2015 and has done over a dozen commercials. He's also co-starred in several TV series episodes that have run on Discovery Channel, Food Network, A&E, and The Travel Network. And in addition, he's not done yet, he's also starred in two off-off-Broadway productions as well. And we're very happy to have him on the Conscious Consultant Hour. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you. How are you? Great, great. Wow, you really keep busy, don't you? That's how I roll, man. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm just curious, um, back you know, in the day when you started as a college coach, I mean, were you always very athletic, like in high school and college? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, you know, um, I kind of had like a, a, a weird upbringing where we moved quite a bit and uh. 
Um, Your parents in the military? Or? No, yeah, yeah, you would think <laughs> as much as we <laughs> well, moved. But, most people I know when they yeah. say they move a lot, it's like parents in the military. Yeah, my dad was an officer or something. No, it was just uh, you know uh, life. I think uh, hit the family a couple of times, and we mm. we moved around a bit. So um, really, it was through athletics that I was able to you know meet friends and things yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah. it kind of like. Uh, it definitely helped me socially, uh, you know, to adapt to right. new schools and stuff like that. So I, I had always done athletics and then I was a college athlete uh-huh. and, uh, and actually I, I became a coach because of my college coach. Um, right. I was going to ask you, I said, right. you, you must have had a particular coach who had a real impact. Right. On your yeah. Life. Yeah. Is, uh, uh, my college coach at the university of Vermont was Ed Kuziak. We called mm-hmm. him Kuz and, uh, Kuz was a great guy. It was, he was like a, uh, father figure to me is mm. i mean he's still alive uh, but uh uh and so i literally decided when i was in college like that was that was what i wanted to do um oh. and then and then started coaching right out of college oh really so like right as you right out yeah um just kind of right place at the right time type of deal oh, okay yeah and, and and so when you went to, to college as a coach i mean were you like a teacher during the day and a coach or were you just a full-time coach right away no you know i i i, I did my coaching career um built up old school way. I started ah. out as a volunteer and I was waiting tables mm. and it's, it's similar to an acting career, mm. you know, a coaching career. You're, you're, you're doing it. It's you're good just... preparation for you. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> learning how many different ways I can make ramen noodles, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, uh, you know, built it up, you know, started, like I said, as a volunteer and then, um, you know, built up, built up, you know, became more of a paid assistant and then full-time. And then uh, I, I started at Coastal Carolina University down mm-hmm. in Myrtle Beach. I was oh, there for five years. Nice place. And uh, then moved on to here in the city at Columbia oh. for a year, uh, which was kind of a, a step up. Uh, mm-hmm. in, and then uh, then I became the head coach at the University of Toledo, and I, and I, I had that oh, job wow. for, uh, you know, 15 years or so. so. Wow, wow, wow. So, so it, was, it, it, it was really kind of built and built and built. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Not, not like an overnight thing. Like oh, No, no, no. Yeah. Nothing happens overnight. Yeah. The lottery, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. And you know what happens to like most lottery winners, right? Oh, yeah. Everything goes belly up. <laughs> right. Within, they, they did so many studies. It's like 70 to 80% of all lottery winners within five years are broke. Yeah, they lose it all, man. They lose it. Because they take the cash payout and then they just yeah. blow it. You know? yeah, yeah, I know. It's amazing. Stunning. Yes, it is. And and I, I really relate. I mean, I wasn't really much athletic. I mean, I was involved. I used to, I was on the, the high school Frisbee team. We actually played ultimate. We were pretty good. But um, the, the coach for me that had an impact on my life was my speech and debate team coach in college. This guy, uh, Fran Giordano, who's a wonderful, wonderful human being. Um, he's, um, he, he teaches in, in um, at the time, I know he taught at Xavier High School. Um, I don't know if he's still there or not, but that was a number, number of years ago. But he really had a very positive impact on my life. And I just find that, you know, uh, it, it, I just find it so interesting today that you meet more and more sort of uh, life coaches and, and business coaches and stuff. And, and, and you don't really hear people talking that much anymore about, you know, sort of the athletic coaches and the, and the like team coaches that mm-hmm. you had when you were in high school and college who really have such a huge impact because when somebody touches you at that point in your life, it's really something you take with you f- through the rest of your life, isn't it? It is. And, you know, really, you know, I... I try to, I think we, most people, you, you try to learn every day, become a better person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you're, you're taking these, 
this information from other people, uh, you right. know, and so um, really my coach in college and then the first guy that I uh, coached under mm-hmm. at Coastal Carolina, Alan mm-hmm. Connie, who's one of my dearest friends in the world, mm-hmm. um, really taught me a lot about, you know, being a better person, mm-hmm. being, um, you know, being more selfless and mm-hmm. helping others and things like this. So like, um, you know, you're not going to have anybody in an academic setting in high school or college that's going to have more of an impact on um on on an individual than a coach it, because of the amount of time that they spend together they're, right, they're, right. you know no other teacher would be with them for as many right. hours a, a day and so right and it's just a different kind of relationship too i mean teachers you know they're having to deal with so many kids and they're concerned about grades and you know making sure that the assistant principals are off their back right so so it's really a very different kind curriculum, of relationship yeah, yeah. curriculum and yeah. everything uh, coaching is so much different because it's more dynamic everything's yeah. changing and it's creative you know you're you you create your own training programs. You create your own right. atmosphere within the program. Right. You know, particularly right. at the college level, because you're recruiting kids to come in, right. and so you're picking and choosing. Right, you know right. who who you want to associate with <laughs> for right. four years. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so just before we go to break quickly, I'm curious, what was the, the biggest um, challenge for you, kind of going from being an athlete to a coach? You know, kind of switching those roles because seeing things from a very different perspective, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, really, you know, the thing that I struggled with the most was uh, learning to separate yourself from 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 being their friend as opposed mm. to being um, an authority figure. Oh, yeah, right, and uh, right. that that was something that honestly, that was something that I I struggled with. Uh, my whole career, uh, and and I, I, honestly, I mean, full disclosure, that's ultimately what led to my demise. Uh, you know, as a as a coach, was because I I, I always I, the way I started out, and uh-huh. that line was always blurred. Uh, and you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, baby. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's but that's a like a but really it's a, good it's a lesson tough thing. in life, yeah. and and it's because not just in in that kind of relationship, but in many types of relationships, any business, there, there there's boundaries that need to right. be set, and sometimes. You know, when the lines of those boundaries get blurry, that's when things get really sticky and a little exactly. bit of trouble. So, I mean, that's that's a, a really good lesson for people to, to take with them right. is, you know, when you're in a certain authority. And it could be even, you know, boss to employee. It right. could be vendor to customer um, or it could be customer to or or. or service provider to client. Right. I, I mean, all of these different relationships, there are quote-unquote appropriate boundaries exactly and and more than not it's when those boundaries are crossed that trouble happens exactly yeah yeah you got to stick to the boundary. you got to set them and stick them and as the authority figure it's your responsibility right absolutely absolutely okay beautiful all right we're going to take a quick break when we come back we're going to talk about his uh kevin's transition from athletic coach to actor and that must have been an interesting transition and of course if anyone would like to call in and ask questions our call-in number is 877-480-4120 you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity and we'll be back in just a moment you are listening to the talking alternative network Bonjour, this is Dominique de Coq. Bonjour, c'est Tamara Zuboff. 
Bonjour, c'est Asania Kone. We are hosting Pardon My French New York City. Our guests come from all over the world. From Mali to New Caledonia, from Paris to Quebec. French is a common language, yet they all come from different cultures, backgrounds or countries. And their common desire is to make New York their home. Listen to them share their stories. Join us at Pardon My French New York City every Monday from 1 to 2 p.m. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Wainwright. We love him here on Talking Alternative. Nephew of our former host, Sloan Wainwright. We're very sad to see her go, but she is down in Florida now uh, hanging out with her gr- new grandson, so uh, we understand that completely. Living a life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, Kevin, when, as you mentioned, as you said, uh, disclosed last time that, that this sort of uh, 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 crossing these boundaries of mm-hmm. coach to friend, you know, kind of right. led to you l- leaving your coaching career. Um, that must have been really difficult for you, I imagine. Oh, after fifteen, I mean, twenty years. Yeah. Well, you know, it was it was all it was all that I did. It was it was basically my only career that I had ever had. You know, I did it right out of college, essentially. Yeah, it was it was incredibly difficult because you know you you want anybody wants to leave. A profession or a job uh, or something that they love on their own terms, mm-hmm. but a lot of times we we don't really have that ability to leave on our own terms, right. and so um, you know it's but it's adversity, right. you know. I mean that's it, this happens to everybody all right. the time, right. and so the thing that made it the hardest for me was the fact that I had immersed myself in that career mm-hmm. and. And, and and this was a, a great life lesson for me to learn too. Was that right. you know I have to have balance in my life. Mm. I can't completely just immerse myself into um, my career yeah, right. because that that also is what led to the boundaries being blurred because. Right. It, it, right, because there's they're no separation the only people I'm from, around. Yeah. Right, so there's no separation from personal life to professional exactly. life. You know, you know, it's 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 you know, when do you have time for yourself? Right, and if you're always you, you know, need to have balance. You have Absolutely. to be able to put your work aside 
have your own family, your own life on the outside. And, and, and that, that was something that I had to learn, you know, the hard way. And uh, so when it did happen, I was devastating. What got you through that? How did, how did you like get through, pick yourself back up and, and, and start to live? Well, you know, um, what I think the thing that helped me the most, honestly, is the fact that I've been through adversity, you know, at various times in my mm-hmm. life and have, mm-hmm. have had to pick myself up. I, I'm, I'm a really independent person. You know, I don't uh-huh. really um, I haven't really ever relied on someone else. Uh-huh. And so when when everything happened, I really had to draw on my past experiences mm-hmm. to, to get me through it. And mm-hmm. and the one thing that that I have a pretty good understanding of, I think, is that there are certain things that you just can't control. And, right. and, and as much as you want to control them, you can't. Right. And I understand that. And mm-hmm. so when I was going through it, it was like, okay, well, I can sit around and feel sorry for myself right. and <laughs> cry myself to sleep every night. Mm. Or um, I can stand up, you know, right. and I can stick my chest out and, 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 and I can move forward and, and find something that I can be successful in, you know. Because that's something that you can control is how that's you decide right. how to I react decide. to how you decide to respond to a given situation. Exactly. Right. We, we don't ha- really have any ability to control what situations come to us in a sense, but we have 100% control over how we decide to respond to them. Exactly. I mean, it's it, the analogy that I use is you, you, there's absolutely zero that you can do to um, affect the weather. Right. But there's everything you can do, uh, how you prepare for the weather right. <laughs> and, and, and how you get through it. Right. And so that's that's really what happened. And so, um, you know, I was upset. I was, uh, but what I needed to do, did I took a, a break. Did you have any kind of support system? Did yeah, you? of course. You know, my family, uh, number right. one, you know, okay. and uh, uh, and my core group of, of best friends. Mm-hmm. You know, when, 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 when it all ended, I, I actually took a trip across the country. Oh really? Clear my mind. I actually Good. took the train, oh. and and dude, I'm telling you, that's a great ride. Really? Yeah I, yeah, I took it from Penn Station all the way to Sacramento. Wow. And uh, and it was it took like four days. You know what I mean? Well, that's but not but so the train bad. is get the train is great. You can get up, you walk around. Right, there's a beverage right. cart, you know. <laughs> 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 and so right, uh, right. so you know, I had I I went across the country, and and my my very best friend, uh, his name's Rob Warren. Uh, he's the uh, uh, PR and um, marketing director for UC Davis Veterinary mm-hmm. Medical Hospital. And uh, so he's got a great place out in Sacramento, between mm-hmm. Davis and Sacramento. So I went out there and spent a couple of weeks just, just taking a break from mm-hmm. life, you know, and really deciding, okay, what, what's the next step? Right, okay, I'm right. done. I'm done feeling sorry for myself. Okay, okay yeah. <laughs> we all give our, we're all, we're, you're allowed to feel sorry for yourself right, a little right. bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> and so, uh, so that matter of fact, uh, you know, it was really a conversation with with Rob that uh, I decided that I was going to be an actor. Uh, yeah. You know, we, uh, literally, we were just sitting around um, watching TV, uh, watching some sporting event or whatever. Uh, he he, my buddy built an Irish pub in his house. No wow. kidding. It's probably the second best Irish pub in all of California. <laughs> and so, so we sat there and, we, and you know, we're just hanging and he's like, dude, what are you going to do, man? Yeah. And I was just like, you know what I'm going to do? This is exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to become an actor. Yeah. I was like, you, you know, I was like, you're going to think it's crazy. Yeah. But, it, you know, as a kid, I've always wanted to be an actor. And I'm telling you, for some reason, I think I can do it. I'm going to be an actor. And he's like, you know what? That's not so crazy, man. <laughs> uh, because you know, it's my personality. I'm a pretty outgoing dude, yeah, you know. And yeah, um yeah. 
And uh, so literally right then, that second, I said, mm-hmm. that's it. I'm going to be an actor. And and I literally went all in from that moment on mm-hmm. that this was what I was going to do. And I was going to refuse to fail at it. And wow. and really, you know, I don't necessarily believe in luck. Mm-hmm. Okay. What I do believe in is that you you have control over whether or not you can place yourself in a position to be successful. Mm. And if you place yourself in a position to be successful, then good things will happen for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some people call it luck. I, I think it's, it's really about controlling your, your own environment and, and taking control of your life. You know? Well, well on this show, we talk constantly about sort of the energetic side of things. So yeah. from my perspective, it's always you're lining up the energies to send yourself in a certain direction that, and, that's exactly and, what i mean and, and layman's the, terms <laughs> and, and in the and the vibration you put out there yep. i mean that's what will affect the the steps you take the people you meet the actions your decisions you know we really do create our life through a million and one little decisions that we constantly make but when we take the time to really as you did sort of make a very strong decision a very strong choice and say it's this and nothing else then your unconscious mind is going to go, okay, Kevin says we're doing this, we're doing this, and then like all your decisions line up around that choice. That, that's exactly the way that I live my life. You know, I, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, anyone that has day-to-day interaction with me will, mm-hmm. I know that the one thing that they would say about me or, mm-hmm. and the thing that they do say about me is I'm always positive. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I'm a glass half full guy, man. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is going to work out. It always works out, right, you right, know? Right, right. And so, um, so yeah, so you create, you, you know, the, the either a positive or negative energy for your life. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and people, people sense that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, pe- mm-hmm. when you walk into a room, if you're a positive person, People automatically will see it. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. And, and, and you won't even have to have said anything. There's right. just something about your demeanor, right. your energy. You right. know what I mean? So I'm that dude. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and so, so, that, so literally when I decided to go all in, man, that was it. I'm going right. all in. Right. And, you know, I did, I did have a background in radio, of course, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's always helpful. And actually, I, I think that, the, you know, the background in track and field as a, as a coach, coach. Uh, mm-hmm. because... I'm used to being in front of large groups of people, mm. and I and I, I and don't get nervous. Under pressure and yeah, I mean it's athletics, man. Right. <laughs> so, so, so when you decided to to say, okay, this is it, I'm going to become an actor. Like, what were some of the first steps that you did? Did you like join an acting school? I mean, did you find a teacher? It was it was interesting because um, I had no idea what to do. <laughs> and mm. So I literally, like anybody, if you don't know what to do, well, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to Google it. Right, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so uh, as it turned out, this, the, the, um, as it turned out, you know, I was living in Toledo at the time, mm-hmm. and so I looked up uh, talent agencies. That that was what uh-huh. I, I, I kind of googled talent, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and so when I did, what came up was there's a there was a talent agency in Toledo, Ohio, called mm-hmm. Starbound, and Starbound actually was responsible for discovering Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes is oh. from uh, Toledo. Oh, really? Okay. So I was like, well, you know, obviously, hello, they're successful, right? right? So right. I contacted the, the woman, Wendy Davis, who, mm-hmm. who's amazing. And uh, and and so we, we, we talked, and I explained my background and, and everything mm-hmm. else. And I said, you know, I don't, I don't really have any real reason to think that I could be a great actor, but I, but for some reason I think that I could. <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, okay, well memorize this McDonald's commercial and come in and 
act it out and I'll and I'll just be honest with you. And I was like, all right, cool. So okay. so I went in and um and I acted it out and she's like she's like, uh, that was shockingly real. Like she's oh. like, I, I I I believe that you you know, we could have just filmed that right now and, and you could have been a commercial just now. And so um she actually had ended up helping me get cast in a uh national commercial for Hollywood casinos. Oh, wow. And um, and that was really kind of how it started. But it, it, it's been a wild journey, man. Yeah, I <laughs> I bet. mean, you I know, you, you're, you're learning on it. I've learned so much. It's ridiculous on, uh, you know, uh, and the, the way that I kind of approach life and this way I, I approached coaching was mm-hmm. you need to be a sponge, mm-hmm. right? A sponge right. for knowledge. I, I'm always listening. Yeah, yeah, And uh, really listening, not just hearing people talk, you know, mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. And I watch and I see what kind of maybe mistakes people are making, mm-hmm. and I and I listen to advice that other people give. And mm-hmm. and the the biggest thing to help me actually was I started watching YouTube interviews of great actors because oh, you know they would talk about their career and right, every actor's right. got a story, right? right? You know, absolutely. And uh, and so the the number one common denominator of advice that uh-huh. I saw from all of these actors, all the great ones, the ones that uh-huh. I respect over time, uh-huh. is, dude, you got to do theater. Oh. That's where you learn. Oh, okay. And uh, so the means by which I ended up here in New York, uh-huh. uh, we probably have to wait until after the commercial because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, uh, it, it, it was it was really interesting. And and mm-hmm. but but by joining. Uh, one of the oldest theater production companies okay. here in the city, mm-hmm. having the opportunity to even, right, you know, right. um, was was probably the best decision that I have made in terms of my acting career. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so real quick before we go to break. So who, uh, out of all those millions of YouTube videos, which actor spoke to you the most? Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Cool. Yeah. All right. So everyone, <laughs> please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I'm your host, Sam Leibitz, and we're talking to Kevin Barbaro, uh, former athletic coach and current actor, producer, and all-around amazing person. We'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Come join us for the 13th Annual Vigil for International Peace and Ecology on Sunday, September 21, from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. A celebration of live music and dance performances, spoken word, a human peace sign, art installations, and a world peace flag ceremony that celebrates the United Nations International Day of Peace. That's Sunday, September 21, from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Central Park, Nuremberg Bandshell by the Bethesda Fountain. For more information or volunteer, go to www.vigil4internationalpeace.org. That's the number four in the URL. Or call 212-222-5432. 
That's 212-222-5432. We'll see you there. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Wonderful independent singer-songwriter Mark Aaron James. Happy hour. <laughs> Fun little song. Um, so I'm curious, Kevin, in this, this process of, of really becoming an actor and, and stepping into that, that new phase of your life, what did you really learn about yourself that you didn't know? Oh, good question. Um, well, you know, I think that uh, probably it, it wasn't, it's not necessarily something that I didn't know but it's a greater appreciation of okay. what I did know was mm-hmm. what I'm really capable of handling. Uh, you know, um, you never really know what you're, anybody's capable of handling until sure. you're, you know, you're, you're in a position where you have to rely on your coping skills mm. and you're, you're, you have to adapt. Right, right. And, you know, when I first... I mean, you it, must have gotten a lot of rejections in the beginning. I mean, even that first God, one, of I course. Guess, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I, I had some, I had some, uh, some really horrific auditions that really? were <laughs> where I walked out like, what, what am I doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, but you know, the thing was when I, you know, I still owned a home. Uh, getting back to like, you know, what I was, what I'm capable of, right? right? I, I still owned a home in Ohio, okay, uh, and okay. I joined the theater company here in the mm-hmm. city, uh, which is exactly 560 miles from my home. Wow. I, I know this because I made the trip back and forth. <laughs> oh, my God. I was literally not even like, you know, you hear some people like, well, I kind of lived in, out of my car because I traveled a lot. No, no I, li- I lived no. in my car. I, 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 I It was old school, mm. all in, acting career. It's it's a it's a great story if I ever make it, man. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, uh, you know, literally, my car. I have a car that has the. It's kind of like a hybrid, oh, you know. Okay. And so, like the back seats fold down uh-huh. to create. It's it's not an SUV, but it's not a car. You know what gotcha. I mean? I gotcha. And okay. so, uh, what I did was I had a <laughs> I had a memory foam. Okay, oh. it was like a single bed memory foam, oh, right? Right, right, right. Folded it in half so that mm-hmm. it was it, it was actually I'm telling you it's it's the most comfortable bed I've ever slept yeah. on, right? <laughs> <laughs> it just so happens that it was in my car. Right. So I I so my seats in the back seat is two fold down and a one folds down. So it's seats three, so it's like, mm-hmm. you know, two or one. So I fold the two one down. Mm-hmm. Wedged the uh memory foam, had a couple of blankets and a pillow and because I'm only about five nine, so I it mm. it was like a perfect single bed, uh. and so I was going back and forth, 
you know, wow. and just so I could go to rehearsals for an unpaid mm. theater gig, you know what I mean? Right. And so I'm going back and forth, and there were nights, I mean, we're talking wintertime, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there, there were nights where I literally was parked on Riverside Drive, uh, not far from here. I mean, we're on what? We're on 72nd, <laughs> Second, right? Yeah. Uh, so if you go down and you head up, you uh-huh, know, Riverside uh-huh. Drive's free parking. Yeah. You know what I mean? uh, it would be, not even kidding, um, zero, Jeez. maybe negative five in the middle of the night. And, I, and I'm in the car okay, under a good. couple of sleeping bags that's, and a pillow yeah. <laughs> because that's what I, that's what I had to do, mm, you know. Wow. And, and I would get up and, and, and I'd work my way through the city. I mm. belonged to a uh, national chain fitness center. Ah. So I would go. I I I put my stuff in a locker for the day, mm-hmm. and I'd work out, work out and take a shower, take a shower, head to an audition, head to rehearsal, whatever, mm. and then pack up my bag at the end of the day, take the subway up to wherever I had parked the car, mm-hmm. and and that's my day. Wow. You know, spend a lot of time at Dunkin' Donuts and and Starbucks because you get the free <laughs> internet, right? And uh, and you just do. I mean, I, mm. it, I it really it really I I knew that I was capable of handling a lot. Do you remember the point at which, you know, not that you didn't have any more struggles, but you felt like you got over the hump, like you got over the yeah. stuff where you were really felt like you were killing yourself, and now it's like things start. You started to feel like you were getting in your groove. That, that really took. Uh, it really took about a year, yeah. You know yeah. where it was really more like because you know the first year it's like you're you're landing these small gigs and and mm-hmm. you're doing a lot of stuff for free mm-hmm. and, and it's just it's just part of the price of doing business, right? Mm-hmm. And then you then you start getting a little bit more and a little more because you start creating your own real and you start mm-hmm. learning more about acting itself right. and uh, as we talked about during the break is it, right. it, it, it you learn more and more to not act just be right. yourself right? Right. right and uh and so really it all really started taking it to another level to where i really feel like okay i made the right decision mm-hmm. you know what i mean I, I mean i always knew i made the right decision but mm-hmm. now it was verified i made the right decision right. was probably um about last november Uh, Or December. And I started landing some bigger gigs. Mm -hmm. And I did a production here in the city of the play 12 Angry Men. And 12 Angry Men, uh, an amazing play. It's probably my favorite play, honestly. And I played the antagonist. And I played the the racist juror that was really Mm -hmm. trying to swing everybody, you know. And doing that and the response that I had gotten after that, and I had Mm -hmm. just wrapped up a production of Doubt, where I played uh, Father Flynn, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. Very, these are two challenging roles for yeah. some, for a dude that's never been on stage before. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that was, at the end of uh, 12 Angry Men, that was when I knew this was the right, this was the right decision, and it was the right mm. decision to do theater. You know, I, uh, anybody that's close to me will tell you, I have a horrible short-term memory. Uh. But for some reason, I have an amazing long-term memory (laughs) if it's something I'm interested in. And so, you know, being in a production, a full production, particularly if you're the main character or Mm -hmm. or the antagonist, Mm -hmm. um, you have to know the whole play. You have to know every line, everybody's line, you know. And so uh, 12 Angry Men, 108 pages, you know. And at the end of that production and the response that I had gotten from my Mm -hmm. castmates, which Mm -hmm. I think was the most... Mm-hmm. fulfilling was mm-hmm. when they were like they they loved acting with me mm-hmm. that was the, you know it it made me feel like so 
theater is so different. It's, right, it's right. like because, this family because that's yeah, that's that's recognition by your peers. Oh, not just it's by an just audience. beyond anything. Do, do you have any tricks for memorizing lines? Because that to me is always like well, uh, to me, uh, you know, I had to learn this on my own. But basically, uh, the best advice I was given was by Cassine uh, Gaines. He's my director for Doubt. That was the first mm-hmm. major production that I had been in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, dude, stop reading it. Mm. Okay, say it. All right, find a place where you can ah. say it out loud and read through the whole thing and just keep reading through it and reading through it. And that that was what helped me because, you know, and actually now I look at it uh-huh. and it's like, you know what? Anybody can do it actually because right. if you think about it, everybody has a favorite movie. Right. Everyone. Sure. And that favorite movie, you've probably watched it a hundred times right. over the, over your lifetime. And you know every line. Right. You, you know every line of your favorite character. You know every line of every character. <laughs> like in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and then you start coming up with your own lines. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and so it's just, it's just a matter, it's just repetition. And, right. But you've got to say it. Say so it that out you loud hear it. so that you hear it yourself. That's and right. And you're speaking it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Kind of like self-affirmations almost. You know right. I mean? Say it. Right. You know? Don't right. just think right. it, man. Say it. When will you know that you've made it? Like, what for you is is sort of the the benchmark by which you'll consider yourself successful? Because I mean, you're successful already because yeah. you're a full time working actor and you're yeah. getting paid. I mean, that's a level of success that many many people who go into the field don't reach. But but what for you would be success as an actor? I think the point at which, and I and I I hope that I get to this point. I don't I don't know what my end talent level is. You know, mm. we, we're we all talented to different degrees. Right. And you can overcome deficiencies in talent by working hard mm-hmm. and being a good mm-hmm. person, all these things. Um, but there's going to be kind of a high end there, you right. know, a ceiling to which you're going to reach, and then you just hope to attain and be consistent at that level. Right. Um, so I don't know where that is yet, obviously. Right. But for me to really feel as though I've kind of made it, so to speak, I, I would say... For me to do a production, whether it's a film or a TV show or theater or something, mm-hmm. and have someone that I respect, mm-hmm. so, you know, who 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 is an accomplished actor, Kevin director, Spacey. exactly, <laughs> come up to me and say, "Dude, that was great." Uh, I, I, at that point, I think that's when I'll feel like mm-hmm. um, that 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 I've I've. I've, if I can impress someone that impresses me, mm-hmm. then that's when I would say that I would I would mm-hmm. feel as though I made it, so to speak. Because it's not really about the money. Right. Yeah, I mean, you right. know, it's money's money, man. I right. mean, yeah, right. yeah, I'd like you can do I'd lots like, of different things to get money. <laughs> exactly, right. and it's you know, and of course, I would love the high end money of a sure. list, but right. at the same time, hey, sometimes more money means more problems, man. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> how many how many famous actors we know like their kids end up committing suicide oh, or OD on drugs yeah. and all that stuff. Quick question for yeah. you. If you had to choose between a leading role of a Broadway play, a popular TV show, or a, a, an A-list movie, what would you pick? Ooh. Um, I would probably pick... I, I'd, I'd, probably pick I'd probably pick the movie. Okay. That's my gut instinct, the movie. Right. Now, the theater, I think, would be the most rewarding mm-hmm. because... It's Broadway, baby. Right. You know, 
<laughs> right. <laughs> it's, yes, it, yes. The, the, the level That's of the skepticism. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but the movie because I think it would be the most fun. I, I honestly, I oh, think it would the be the most fun. fun. Yeah, I think that would not not for practical considerations. No, like not for the money. Not for the money no, or the, the reputation. Yeah. No, or the reputation. I think if it was reputation, I think it would be TV because it, it, things live on in TV a lot longer. Uh, you know what I mean? So. Um, but I, I think, I think the because filming a movie is fun. Yeah. You know, you're, you're together yeah. for weeks, maybe months sometimes. Mm. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. Right, you know? right, right, right. And developing the character. Because right. in theater, a lot of it has to do with the, the writer's um, perception of what they want and the right. director's perception of what they want the character to be like. Right. Whereas in movie, there's, there's a, there, there's a little bit more freedom there right, to kind right. of, bring yourself into the role right, as well. Right. Whereas in theater, you're, you're really becoming someone else completely, right, not right. really putting yourself in, into gotcha. that character. So when you were a little kid, who was your favorite actor? Oh, as a little kid? Uh, as a little, little kid, honestly, my favorite actors were Laurel and Hardy. Laurel and Hardy? Yeah, oh, and Abbott and Costello. Abbott Those, and Costello, that's, that's, that's who, Yeah, that's, that's what I grew up, you know. Abbott and Costello was like, uh, between that and the monster movies on Saturday mornings. Yes, yes. Remember Godzilla, those? Every Saturday Rodan, morning, man. yes. Dude, every Saturday Kaiju. morning was a monster movie. Yes, you know? absolutely. I <laughs> lived on those things. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to take our last commercial break, and when sure. we come back, we have a special announcement. So you're all going to want to stay tuned for this. So everyone, we'll be back. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. We 
Oh, happy days. I jumped the gun. Yeah, it's okay. It's <laughs> a great song, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Oh, That's man. a wonderful yeah. song. Too bad we only get to play a little, yeah. little, little bit of it. But uh, so Kevin, we have a little announcement to make, don't we? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm incredibly excited. You know, to be joining um, uh, the family here at the station and bringing yes. uh, Coffee Talk uh, 3.0. Uh-huh, uh, it's, yes. it's it's my third version of of Coffee third Talk. version of his radio yeah. show that yeah. you started back, uh, yeah, back when you were yeah that's coach. right yeah I, the, the first one was uh, uh, basically like a call in mm-hmm. uh, track and field and cross country based show I, okay. I had um, like pr- about a third of all the Division One head coaches in the country had been on my show oh wow and then that evolved into Coffee Talk Two T O O which was on the same station and it, it was actually just a show just me. I call uh, up my buddies, you know, uh-huh. just talk, tell stories and, and play uh, play music. And so this is, okay. this one will be the third. Okay. And what's your intention for this third version of Coffee Talk? Well, you know, the, this this version here is like, basically, it, it, it obviously you want it to be entertaining, mm-hmm. but, but also kind of like it's a, it's a nice resource for anybody mm-hmm. that's trying to do, trying to make it. Okay. You know, it's New York, baby. If you can make it right. here, right? We right. can make it anywhere. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, uh, so it's about my, you know, my my life, the the stories of, of the things that I've gone through in trying to um, get the career off the ground and mm-hmm. to and to keep building on it and, you know, the things that I've, I've learned, you know, um, by mistakes, right. you know, and... Right, right. Uh, yeah, uh, let, let other people learn from your right, mistakes so exactly. they don't have to repeat the same ones, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, in a hu- you know, I'm pretty, I have a pretty cynical, self-deprecating sense mm. of humor, so I'm not afraid to make fun of myself. Good. And so, you know, some of the f- stories are, I mean, it, it's pretty comical, but, right. you know, it's, it's, by listening, it's like, okay, so note to self, right? <laughs> Don't to self, <laughs> Don't, never do right, this. Yeah, never show up to a theater audition without any sides, right? right. <laughs> yeah. Things like this, things that I learned the hard way. Right, right. And, uh, and so, I, you know, I've got guests lined up already, you know, oh, for, uh, to, to ha- call in or to be here in the studio. Great. And um, that, are, that are other uh, professionals, dr- mm-hmm. writers, directors, producers, and great advice from them, mm. and, and, and we'll interview them how they got their start, how they got their big break, Man. and and just you know um, any any advice that they can have through their stories. Wonderful, you know that that that, that anybody. No, you don't have to be an actor. And that really, you don't right. have to be in entertainment or the arts at all. It's right, because there's something to life. learn from all of it. Absolutely. Yeah, and and that will will be premiering on Monday, September 29th, right. immediately following Pardon My French, our wonderful little French show, uh, at from 2 p.m. So it'll go from 2 to 3 p.m. on Monday. So exactly. here on TalkingAlternative.com. We're very excited to have you join us, Kevin. Boom. All right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a fun one. I'm it will be, yeah, yeah. It absolutely will be. Hey, make sure you're here. <laughs> right. <laughs> make sure you're here. And, you know, I know a few, quite quite a number of people who are in, in and around the entertainment industry, so we're definitely putting the word out. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be a fun show, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great. And uh, what productions that you're working on right now do you think will be coming out soon that people should keep their eyes open for, ears open for? What's coming? Well, uh, my agent, uh, Brad Lyon, who is uh, up in Michigan, he's my agent for uh, theater, Mm -hmm. excuse me, for film. Right. And um, he and I have partnered together on a a lot of projects so far here uh, from a production standpoint. And so I'm one of the associate producers for a new TV sitcom that we actually goes into production here in in another couple of weeks. And it's called Roommates. 
and That's it's okay. a thirty minute comedy series, mm-hmm. and it's it, it's going to be very funny. We've we've got um, uh, we 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 went through an Indigo um, oh an Indiegogo uh, campaign. Indiegogo campaign to crowdfunded. Too. Oh, cool! And uh, it, the the production company uh, Lion Productions is actually producing it, but we went through uh, to raise twelve thousand dollars to build uh, a permanent set and soundstage oh. because you know it's it's a sitcom so it's right, got to look right, the same right. and uh so i think i think that that's gonna uh and we already have interest in uh distribution and things okay. like this so it's it's that's gonna be a great production so and, do you think that'll air on on cable on and I, it, I would guess cable first yeah okay. and um and then the other probably the 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 and then I'm also I was cast as the lead character in another comedy series mm-hmm. half hour comedy series here in in the city called Long Island Lights oh, and okay. um, doing that with uh, my buddy um, AJ Scordio who's the writer and producer of that so those mm-hmm. two are the are the biggest things and then my family uh, my first feature film as a as a starring role will be out uh, in the in the festival season, oh. depending upon which festival it gets into, right, but it's right. called Family Business. Family Business, and uh, uh, and as a matter of fact, the writer and director of that, uh, Dan Slochi, mm-hmm. will be my first uh, guest oh, on the twenty ninth. Yeah. Oh, great! I look forward to hearing. Yeah, about yeah, that. and so that's gonna be that's gonna be a great film. Wonderful, cool, cool. So, uh, just bef- before we kind of wrap things up, I'm just curious, you know, with Netflix and like. Things starting to go more and more online now. What do you see? What do you perceive as happening with the entertainment industry as we go f- forward in time? Well, you know, there's there are a lot more venues that mm-hmm. are available in order, you know, in, in terms of getting your show or your movie mm-hmm. uh, uh, in, in front of people's eyes. Right. The problem is that you know it can be it, it's becoming more and more watered down too. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so I think that probably what's happening. Honestly, is the contents kind of taking a hit, mm. you know, for the sake of just putting something out Praxis, there, you yeah. know? So, uh, but you know, so it's kind of a double edged sword, you know? It's right, like, well, right. you know, we've, we've, we've got more opportunities, but then at the same time, it's diluting it to the point right, where. Because right. now every, the, the, the barriers to entry are so much lower. Right. And, so now. And it's a losing people. proposition in a lot of yeah. cases financially. Yes. That's why yeah. you see things go belly up pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you got to make good decisions. Right. You know, yeah. you can't, you can't just make all your decisions based on the emotion of like, hey, I want to do this. Like right. you, you, you got to have some facts it's and figures. It's got to make business sense. It's got to make business Beautiful. sense, man. Yeah. So if people want to learn more about you, follow mm-hmm. you, how would they get in touch uh, with probably you? Probably the easiest way is um, uh, Facebook or Twitter. So, okay. Um, What's if your you, Facebook page? It's uh, uh, KevinMichael.Barbaro, or if you just just, just um, okay. type in Kevin Barbaro, then you'll okay. see it. And then uh, my Twitter account is at Barbaro Acting. It's B-A-R-B-A-R-O Acting. Just Wonderful. one word. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Thanks, Kevin. And I yep. look forward for your premiere again, September 29th, Monday, 2 p.m., Coffee Talk 3.0. You got it, baby. All right. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, before we sign off, of course, I want to let everybody know we've got a couple of great events coming up. Um, next Wednesday, uh, September 24th, um, Belvaspada. It's a healing modality. It's called Healing of the Heart. Uh, one of my former, and, and she's coming back on, uh, uh, healer Sandra is coming here. We're doing a little uh, thing. You can find out all about it on the meetup group, uh, meetup.com slash New Earth Society. Uh, the following uh, Wednesday, oh, actually the following Tuesday, September 30th, my Law of Attraction group, we are doing a, a whole 
evening on the Love Revolution. That's going to be a really fun one. I hope you guys come out for that. That's posted on uh, meetup.com, Applying the Law of Attraction. And then, uh, as we mentioned earlier, October 1st, uh, Selena Matreya will be here at Double Diamond Wellness for an evening of grace, and that's a free event um, as well. Um, also, uh, please look in our newsletter um, for an announcement about the mutual awakening. Uh, the couple, uh, Patricia Albert and Jeff Carrera, um, it's going to be a wonderful new class they're doing. I, I really want you guys to check it out. So uh, look at next week's newsletter. Thank you for listening. Uh, now we have a repeat of a show from last year. Yes, we're digging out some of the old ones, followed by a brand new show by Tony Martinetti. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Come, join us for the 13th Annual Vigil for International Peace and Ecology on Sunday, September 21, from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. A celebration of live music and dance performances, spoken word, the human peace sign, art installations, and a world peace flag ceremony that celebrates the United Nations International Day of Peace. That's Sunday, September 21, from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Central Park, Nuremberg Bandshell by the Bethesda Fountain. For more information or volunteer, go to www.vigil4internationalpeace.org. That's the number four in the URL. Or call 212-222-5432. That's 212-222-5432. We'll see you there. Don't you know it's here? now is the key. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at monty at montytaylor.com. That's monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at montytaylor.com. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. 
That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. TalkingAlternative.com 